Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Hartis, and we have a very special edition of the podcast today. I told you all we had a special guest, and I came through in this instance. He is number 81 in your programs, number one in your hearts, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers, none other than Mike Williams. Big Mike, thanks so much for the time, man. How's, how's it going? Everything good. Everything good, man. How y'all doing? Doing fantastic, man. It's always a great day to be great. Great day to talk football. And, you know, in the fancy world of things, people are really starting to come back in and, you know, get into the game again. I know you got to worry about football every single day of the year. I'm grinding away too, but I feel like the public, the fans starting to get excited again. For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of really just really, really found out about fantasy football probably like two years ago. Okay. <laughs> I had a lot of friends this started blowing up doing like leagues and stuff and they started asking me questions i'm like bro i don't even know like what it's like what it's about how this works so i really just found out about fantasy football like two years ago <laughs> do you have a team yet or are you still just kind of looking out from afar no no no. i don't have a team i okay. just i just let my home yeah my homies do all that i just kind of look at it from afar see them <laughs> have fun with it <laughs> Well, uh, the one thing I always try to say, you know, all these players, we can tell where they're drafted and stuff, average draft position. And I always say, we don't hate players. We hate ADPs. This guy's overvalued, undervalued. We're all rooting for you. I know there's some idiots out there in the mentions, but Mike, you're a bit, you know, everyone's pulling for you in fantasy this year, man. We're hoping for big things. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like, I feel like me individually and as a team, we're going to have a big year. So I'm looking forward to that uh, new staff, new system. Uh, excited for that. Excited what they're bringing. So I'm looking forward uh, to it. Awesome, man. Yeah, I wanted to get started here with uh, the team because, man, guys are looking good. And every single year, it seems like the Chargers is on paper beginning of the year. You can picture a true contender this year, yeah. especially, man. I mean, you know, the draft grades, you know, taking for what they are. But every single draft grade seemingly said you guys are great. Obviously, you found a gem last year in Justin Herbert. Defensive pieces, I mean, please, God, give us 16 games of Derman James, Joey Bosa. Guys got ballers all over the place. What's the general yeah. excitement level just with the team going to 2021? Oh, it's really excited. You know what I'm saying? Just like these, how you said on paper, we we look damn sure good. Uh, we we have weapons at every position. Uh, you know, we just got the line, a great offensive line to protect Justin and so he can get us the ball and so we can get the running game going. Uh, like you said, DJ, uh, if, if he's out there, we, we are a top defense. So we're looking forward to that also. So, I mean, we just got to come together this camp, uh, get the system down, pack, get everything rolling, and then, you know, put what's on paper on tape and then everything else happening itself. Have you ever, because I remember when the training camp videos were coming out last year, like Derwin was just going one-on-one -on -one with Keenan Allen and looked like he was holding his own. Have you ever seen a safety just be able to even, you know, do that at least even at a decent level like Derwin can? Hey, that's the type of player he is. I mean, DJ, he's very versatile. You know, he can go in the box. He can play over the top. He can guard and slide against anyone, number one receiver. So, I mean, that's the type of energy he brings. We compete in practice all the time, and we just love that, to see that in practice every week, just get us better and ready for uh, games on Sundays. It's fun, man. I feel like basketball kind of made the shift to these like more positionless players. And it seems like football, you know, we're still defining guys, you know, in their uh, designated position, obviously, but we're starting to get there. We're starting to get, you know, smaller guys coming out, getting design touches. I feel like yeah. football today in 2021, is just a lot more fun with the schemes and stuff going on. Than it, it, it is. It is. It is. It's a lot more people touching the ball, making things happen. Uh, and it's a lot of people, that, a lot of players that can do that. So a lot of coaches are seeing that. So they're looking for those type of guys now just to get the ball in their hands, make things happen on their own. So, uh, yeah, that's what the league come today. Uh, we just got to run with it. 
and obviously helps when you have, you know, a hell of a quarterback under center to help get everyone the ball. You guys seem to have one in Justin Herbert. I mean, the big thing for me last year, like Tyrod starts the season and stuff, unfortunately yeah. has a lung issue. So to see Justin Herbert really go tit for tat with Mahomes in his first career start after not even knowing he was going to be under center until a couple hours before the game. I mean, you had to be at least a little bit surprised with how well he stepped up on short notice like that. I was, I was. I mean, if he were in there and we knew that he was going to be there, be in there from the start of the game, it would have been a little different for him to actually like soon as we walking on the field, them telling him like, Hey, you got to go in Tyrod. Something just happened to him. Everybody like, huh? Like what's going on? And then he went in there, showed that he got the guts to play at this level. And ever since then, he didn't turn back, look back. Uh, he kept his foot on the gas the whole season. And we just got to, you know, take that momentum from last year and just bring it this year and just keep it rolling. You got to feel almost like a night and day difference with uh, Herbert, just in terms of chemistry, you know, with the messed up off season we had last year, not knowing yeah. just having to go between Tyrod and Herbert is just the overall comfort level in the offense, or at least between you and Justin, just on another level this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just as far as not just me and him, but everybody else on the team also, as yeah. far as the alignment, the communication with him, uh, me and Keenan actually turned to each other one day in OTAs. We're like, bro, he a lot more vocal. Like, he talking a lot more. He feel a lot more confident in, in what he's saying and getting everybody on the same page. But that's what you want to see as a leader, as a quarterback on the team, is to, to take control and be that leader, be the voice of the offense. And he take control to do that this year. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see him play. And it's going to be it's gonna be a huge year for all of us. Just 23 years young for Herbert. Ceiling is the roof for yeah. that dude here moving forward. Mike, I want to focus on you, man. You're the guest, obviously. You personally had another season filled with a lot of big plays. I mean, over the past two years, all receivers with 100 targets, you actually rank eighth in yards per target. Throw the ball to Mike Williams. Good things happen. I know anything short yeah. of winning a Super Bowl is a disappointment, but, you know, all 31 teams were disappointments last year then. So putting that aside, do you have a notable, like, season highlight from last year from either a personal or team perspective that when you look back at 2020, you're like, damn, we know we did that situation or that, that game or that play that really went right for us. Uh, I mean, I don't really have no moment from last year. Uh, I feel like that Saints game was pretty like, special, man. Yeah, the Saints game was pretty special, but we, we it was a loss, though, at the end yeah, of the day. I'm sorry, I, I just remembered you going up <laughs> yeah. to catch that ball in the yeah. end of the fourth I mean, quarter. I had, I had some highlight plays last year, but you know, it, all, it's all about winning, though. It's all about getting the, the, the W at the end of the day, and it's right. You know, obviously, he didn't make the playoffs or anything like that. So, disappointment. But yeah. other than that, yeah, we had some highlights. We had some plays that we made that was good. But at the end of the day, you know, we want to get the wins, make the playoff, win the division, uh, you know, get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, actually, it's in L.A. this year. So, hey, <laughs> maybe we maybe we go ahead and have home field advantage for that. <laughs> yeah, the Buccaneers just broke the coast curse uh, for yeah, you guys yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, maybe we can just keep it rolling at them. <laughs> Awesome, man. Back to back. I like it. Yeah, man. I, I remember that Saints catch you had a couple of the Bengals catches. I can't help but notice, man, you go up and get the ball and it's almost like your whole focus is on the ball that you take some rough falls out there sometimes, man. I've only, I know you've only missed two games over the past yeah. three years, not injury prone, but man, are you just like that focused on getting the ball? Sometimes you just forget to break your fall. It, it do be like that a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I, I got told plenty of times that I need to, you know, find a better way to land and come down right but i mean i can land right but and don't don't catch the ball then. where we at <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> so i mean my first thing is to catch the ball but i, I have been kind of working on it but it's hard to work on that when like it just got to happen i feel like so i mean i i, I try to get better with it <laughs>
<laughs> Sounds good, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you're just up that high and as big as you are, I can't even imagine trying to control my body that way. So truly, no hate or anything, just an observation. Uh, but yeah, man, you said it. Your highlight reel filled one dope downfield contested catch after another. I feel like most people call these 50-50 balls. I mean, what percentage, though, when it's you versus defensive back, when that ball in the air, what percentage do you really consider it? Uh, I don't know. My QB say 80-20. 80, 20, I man. Like I feel like that's a good percentage. Well, low, well, low, maybe. I don't know, man. You get up there. Probably, probably. Maybe after this season, we can boost it up a little bit more. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, we'll have this conversation after this season. <laughs> there we go. Deal, man. Hopefully we'll be saying 90, 10 by the time that comes around. Uh, so, you know, just taking a little step back. Growing up, favorite wide receiver that, you know, either just admired or maybe tried to just kind of make take uh, your game off of? Um, my favorite receiver growing up was Randy Moss. Nice. I feel like he was a he was a freak athlete, fast, tall, catch radius crazy. So I mean, my my favorite receiver was Randy Moss. That's who I kind of try to like look up to and, and play like. Yeah, it's wild, man, because everyone knows how big and fast he is and the, you know, his ability to just jump and literally moss people. That's why we call it that. Yeah. And then I see this one, you know, I think it was a Lions or something, just some random touchdown where he puts the freaking cornerback in a pretzel with his route running from the four-yard line. I mean, there, it was almost like his route running was underrated because of just how immense his physical gifts were. Now, with all due respect to the older generations, where do you stand, Jerry Rice versus Randy Moss? Who is the wide receiver GOAT? Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I mean, I'm a Randy Moss type of guy. You feel me? <laughs> Yo, man, I'm right there I don't with know you. Why. I'm a Randy Moss type of guy. But watching Jerry Rice tape, also he was routing people up too, though. He yeah. was, he was killing them. He, he had some good routes too. But I don't know the era. Just a little different. I feel like Moss just was different. You know what I'm saying? He was taller, faster, stronger, and routes probably was probably the same. So I probably go with Moss. I am right there with you, Mike. Good to hear it. So quickly, man, you have separate 1,000 yard and 11 touchdown seasons to your name, despite never getting more than 90 targets in a year. We we're talking about fancy before we all want our wide receivers to get, you know, 150 plus targets. I know you're down to do whatever the team asks. You share the offense with several other great receivers, but we're just wondering, do you think there could be a few more targets on the plate for yourself in 2021? Sure. All right, I man. I think it's going to be a lot more than I ever had in previous years. <laughs> That's so I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I mean, who don't like getting targeted? Who don't <laughs> like getting the ball in their hand and making plays? I mean, that's what we here to do really. So I'm excited for it and uh, I'm going to take advantage of it. That's all I can do. Absolutely, man. I remember that uh, the Chiefs game a few years ago, I think Keenan got hurt pretty early and all of a sudden you just became, you know, the real featured part of the passing game. You're scoring a touchdown in reverse all of a sudden, you know, you're making things sure. happen more underneath areas of the field. It seems like you've only tapped like a small part of what you could actually do, you know, with a full route tree and, you know, more featured usage. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every game that Keenan was kind of out of, and it was just me and, you know, got to do my thing. I, I did my thing. You see? Uh, that's what I was drafted to do, uh, make plays, uh, you know, with Keenan being out, obviously it's going to be more on my plate. I take advantage of it every chance I got. So yeah, with, with, with me and him, I feel like we're, we're a good duo. We, we compliment off each other. Uh, and it's going to be fun this year because we're going to, we're going to do a lot of different things to get all both of us the ball and everybody else the ball. So I'm looking forward to it. 
Awesome, man. I was going to ask you about Keenan next. I mean, in my opinion, you know, one of my favorite receivers of the past decade was Stevie Johnson and just some of those quirky uh, route yeah. running he was able to put on, uh, you know, paper. He's the only guy still chilling at Revis Island, you know, just sitting there uh, in the sun, hanging out, always got yeah. to him. And Keenan, I feel like is, you know, he's, he's evolved and, you know, he's not the same receiver as Stevie, but I see part of that, uh, you know, just influence in his game. I believe they did spend, uh, you know, Keenan's first year and uh, Stevie's last year together. Has there been a major takeaway or skill you've learned just from working with Keenan over the years? Cause I mean, again, just watching that dude drought running, uh, just is a glorious pastime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy. Cause we actually watch a lot of Stevie, uh, tape and, and, and Keenan, his route running is, is come from confidence, uh, knowing that a defender is inside heavy inside and he have to get inside. He just, his moves at the line and everything is very creative. His, his feet are, are, are awesome, man. He just be very confident in every release and everything that he do. That's why it works. Uh, but yeah, I mean, learning from him the last four years has been awesome. I, I learned a lot and obviously uh, we got together this off season and I'm going to put a lot of it in my game this year. Fantastic, man. Now, excluding you and Keenan, what other NFL team do you think has the best one-two punch at wide receiver? We got a new contender in Tennessee after Julio got sent there. I think that would be my pick, uh, him and A.J. Brown. Yeah, A.J. Brown and Julio might be yeah, that's gonna. I feel like that's going to be far. Yeah, that's going to be pretty good. There's some good ones around the league, though, man. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those calls, a healthy, you know? a healthy uh, Odell and Jarvis, that's, that's, yes. that's damn near good, too. Uh, People are hopping off the OBJ train, man. I don't get it. I mean, Ramsey came out, you know, last week and said he's the second toughest cover in the NFL. Like, I understand the guy got yeah, hurt last yeah, year. I mean, yeah, yeah, he got hurt. But, I mean, when healthy, he he showed that he's one of the best in his league. I mean, OBJ, he, he's been making plays in his league since he got here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's still doing it when, when he's out there on the field. But, yeah, obviously, he's one of the top receivers in his league, too. I like that OBJ Jarvis uh, dark horse call there. All right, man, just got two more questions for you. You know, speaking of some wide receiver rankings, my goodness, man, I don't know what they're putting in the food at Clemson, but we got you, DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, T Higgins, Martavis Bryant, among others. Is it fair to call Clemson wide receiver you at this point? Uh, yeah, for sure. And we still got them dogs coming out too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we produce, uh, we produce and we keep them coming in and out and, and we just keep it going. I mean, we, we don't, we don't rebuild at Clemson. We we uh, reload, <laughs> so we keep them coming. Watching national championship, I'm like, oh, Justin Ross. This guy now looks better than uh, just about you know, not better than anyone, but here's another guy coming up that just yeah, looks like an absolute. Yeah, he's he, he's what special man. All right, last question, Mike. You're number seven in high school. You're number seven at Clemson. I believe you even wore seven in minicamp as a rookie. I know the roster isn't finalized. In my, from what I can see, Chase Daniel is number seven at the moment. Would you like to get yeah. back to number seven? Nah, I'm gonna stay with 81. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stay with. I just got a, I just got a puppy, a Frenchie, and I named him Seven. Sound like you're over it, man. That's my favorite number. Seven is my favorite number, so I named my my first dog that. Seven. <laughs> 
That's fantastic. But now nah, I'm, I'm gonna stick with 81. Eight okay. minus one is seven, so it's kind of some resemblance there. You feel me? <laughs> That's the reason I got it. Really, <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. Well, you know, I, I remember I was talking to uh, T Higgins on this podcast, and you know he's 85, but he would like to go back to five. And you know, I I said to T, I go, well, what if you made like a touchdown bet? If you score 10 touchdowns next year, you know, fans won't be upset. You move your number back, and everyone wins. Would you consider that? Because I feel like you're not over number seven. Maybe you scored 10 touchdowns uh, I mean, this year. I'm I'm cool with what I got now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too big on the number thing, really. I mean, I feel like I got 81. Whatever number I came in with, i probably keep it the rest of my career if I can. That's fair. I do appreciate you holding it down for some of the wide receivers in the 80s, man. Because it's kind of yeah, really, I really didn't want to do it, but I had no other choice. It was 81 and 84. So, <laughs> Randy Moss, it was 84 and 81, but 8 minus 1 was 7, so I kind of got 81. I, I had no idea where the 81 came from. You just hit me with the eight minus one and seven. Of course. Of course, yeah. man. <laughs> well, Mike, yeah, that's that's kind of where it came from. Yeah, man. Well, that's going to wrap it up, man. Thank you again so much for the time. You know, we here in the entire fantasy community, I can speak for all of them. Hope you just have, you know, a season full of good health, big plays and all that. Anything you want to, you know, give a shout out to the fantasy community or Chargers fans before we get out of here. Fantasy community, Chargers fan. Hey. If you want to win all your leagues, go ahead and draft the kid, man. I won't let you down this show. This is the first year I'm really going to, you know, tamp in with y'all, focus on this fantasy, and I'm going to turn up for y'all. So, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Love it, Mike. Love it. Thank you so much, man. Go draft Mike Williams. You want to make money, this people, or just have fun or do a combination of both. Always a good time. He's Mike Williams. I'm Ian Hartz. This has been the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. And until next time, take care, everybody. 